Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the PH Journal podcast. You guys might hear a little bit of noise. I'm just trying to fix my mic. There we go. Sorted. it. Um, yeah, we're at those of you that have tuned in on YouTube. I do apologize by not having any form of, I'm hoping to have set up some sort of video for you guys. Um, unfortunately, we're not in our little makeshift studio that you guys have seen me in the past. Uh, we yeah, just on the outskirts of Staterheim in the Eastern Cape of South Africa. Um, I've joined the Utando Safari team. We've come in to do a little bit of assessment and allergy or assessment um, impact on hunting in the area as far as locals, game ranchers, uh, butchers and all that sort of stuff's concerned. It's been an interesting project and the reason why I thought, well, let me jump on the, the bandwagon while it's all fresh in the memory is because... Um, of course, in the last three days, we've we've indulged, indulged in a lot of uh, positive outcomes as far as conservation, especially with the hunting dollars concerned. And you guys have heard me say this in a lot of my YouTube episodes as well as my podcasts. Hunting dollar, how important is it to the conservation of South Africa and Africa alike? Um, yeah, it's been an it's been an absolutely incredible journey thus far. And it's not over yet, so which is very, very exciting for me. Um, yeah, so last time I touched on conservation as far as land is concerned. In this episode, I'm hoping to touch what the impact makes on the specific animal. I know I spoke about meat um, and what that means. I think we'll be breaking it up into too many segments. So what I will be doing is I'm going to be talking a little bit about what a specific animal brings their part and what it means by you hunting that specific animal to conservation in South Africa. Um, I know I will be talking for some parts of Africa, uh, not all, uh, but we'll touch a little bit on that. Guys, um, obviously podcasting, my YouTubing, everything won't be possible without uh, sponsorships. Um, I had, didn't advertise very well over the past two weeks that I've been absent um but i'm very very fortunate with the amount of people that have showed a lot of interest of course this podcast is brought to you by firstly utando safaris uh thank you so much firstly for bringing me out here to this incredible establishment just on the outskirts of Statham. um the felt is beautiful i've hunted here a few times and of course this is my uh probably my top destination to come for bushback because i just believe uh kumche statam bushback is just unlike any other of course it all fits into the car road and that sort of stuff um yeah so once again massive shout out to utando safaris they have opened up the elephant tags for 2023 uh so if you guys would like to jump on that head along to their um their new website which will be launching next week which is very exciting um and as well as um zimbabwe tiger fishing is also opened up for next season uh so if you guys want to jump on the bandwagon before those tags are all well um those opportunities are filled up head along to www.tutandosafaris.com and yeah just get in touch with them uh i am professional hunting for them um i've been incredibly impressed with how they've handled the conservation side of things um and as well just just an all-around great safari if if you're not looking to come hunting if you want to do a bit of fishing whatever the case may be head along they supply everything they do everything they can sort you out um within a minute and yeah it's it's such a unique company to have myself dealing with um <clears throat> once again 
Um, Explore Top Resorts. Uh, big shout out to them. They set us up uh, with a couple of accommodations along the coastal areas for my December hunt, which I'm very, very fortunate about. Um, and yeah, they are proud sponsors of this week's episode of the podcast. And then last but not least, my very own e-commerce store, PH Toolbox. The PH program is open. Just a little bit about the PH program. Uh, I developed the PH program because I've been very fortunate in my career to have traveled to different parts of the world as far as hunting is concerned. Um, and I figured out that, you know what, um, the, the outdoor industry handles a lot better uh, in some parts of the world than we do. And I wanted to give back to the industry that's given me so much. So sign up to that to the PH program today. Um, you will get a unique discount code as well as an affiliate market link um, for every sale that you generate through the affiliate marketing program. You will earn between 10 and 15 percent commission. Obviously, this is can't be um, available for everybody. So apply, and hopefully, the panel of judges that I have selected would be able to select a couple of the guys that they feel that would be able to generate quite a few sales and quite a bit of an impact on what we're actually trying to do through the through the uh, toolbox. Um, and therefore, you guys will be selected on the affiliate marketing. Well, let's call it the pro staff team. Well, guys, that's it. Um, just once again, thank you to all the sponsors. You guys are making this happen. And I love doing what I'm doing. It's beautiful day outside. It's um, a very, very warm day. It's 22 degrees. Um, we're coming towards the end of, of, of winter um, and start diving into spring in September, which I'm very, very excited about to, the, to my fellow hunters up north. Good luck for the f upcoming deer season. Uh, we'll be thinking about you. Please, 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 please. My bucket list animal has always been an elk in archery season. I want to hear the bugle. So if you guys have got any flipping cool footage of that, please send it my way. Um, I love looking at it and uh, yeah, hopefully on my visualization board so hopefully one day uh, my dream will come true well without further ado let's get into it well guys like mentioned um we've been touching a lot on conservation and what conservation means um as far as hunting safaris whatever the case may be in south africa of course every one of these um institutions every one of these footprints in the industry have their mark and have their place of course they bring only positivity to our industry of course there are a couple of people out there that do want to jeopardize both industries um and it's not very fun to try and defend ourselves all the time so the point of conservation and the point why i'm bringing this up on a, on a constant basis is because i need to educate people why i believe ph journals dylan love believes that the hunting dollar is by far the best conservation tool we have at the moment. So just to get into it, um, I'm going to give you pre-COVID statistics, um, which I think is only fair. Um, last year was a little bit of a blow throughout the season, uh, generating a lot more than usual um, sales as well as interest. Um, and of course this, this year hasn't, I mean, the financial close hasn't happened, so we won't be able to give you statistics on 2022. So for that, I'm going to give you an average from 2016 to 2019. And, um, on average, there were about 7,600 trophy hunters that visited South Africa. Um, 
on average, the the safari days will probably be between ten and twelve days, um, and the average spend will be about twenty to twenty five thousand dollars per trip. That's twenty to twenty five thousand dollars. That's two hundred and sixty two thousand rand per trip per hunter. So, in the total year, on average, that the industry held in hunting industry was over. 2 billion rand that's 130 130 million dollars it generated to the south african economy um so what this means and if we put it stat to stat between 2016 and 2019 the average safari day for a photographer um coming out on safari to have a look at a couple of the national parks private parks whatever the case may be um, was between five and seven days. So already we are down on the days. And the average spend per safari per trip was just under $3,000. So they only spent $3,000 between their five and seven day safari. So based on these numbers, it only generated, okay, for the economy, just a little less than 70 million rand which if I try and do my calculations correctly, because the dollar at the moment uh, is 16, so 70 million divided by 16 is $11 million. So that's interesting. Um, and something that we need to uh, obviously keep into account. But this podcast is not about sharing stats for stats, uh, blow for blow about our fellow safari enthusiasts, our fellow wildlife enthusiasts. This is more about educating people about why the hunting dollar, the specifically the hunting dollar and specifically on each individual animal brings such a great conservation point. So if we get into it, the safari industry, or let's rather be a little bit more specific here, um, and excuse me, I'm just scrolling down on my iPad here, like I said, uh, our resources are, are a little bit limited, but uh, having so much fun at the moment doing this. <clears throat> um, so, here we go. Uh, okay, so, with the hunting dollar, if we had to, so the safari, the safari companies employ in excess, on average, per safari outfitter, they um, have about 31,500 jobs that they employ, okay? And this is throughout the whole country. And that, remember guys, this is stats from 2016 to 2019. So that's 31,000 jobs. That's, that's permanent jobs. So that's lodge staffing, um, trackers, uh, fencing boys, um, maintenance guys, everything. So that's permanent jobs. That's excluding professional hunters. To date, well, to 2019, um, professional hunters, there were just over 45,000 registered professional hunters in the country. Like I said in previous podcasts, not many of them follow through. So that stat is a little bit incorrect. Um, but if we go back and say that 7,600 trophy hunters visited on average um, in South Africa, let's let's be a little bit realistic here and say that benefit of the doubt um of the 7600 let's not divide it by two let's rather do this uh, minus 3000 
equals 4,600 um, hunters were um, two on one. So we divide that by two. So, which means that it came down to 2,300 professional hunters were needed uh, for those specific trophy hunters. So, hunting a specific species, what does this entail? Well, if you're going out and let's say the most common animal at this point right now that was shot in that period on average was the blessback, which is um, on average $380 per animal. What does that mean? Well, it's bringing food to the table to so many people and not in a sense of the meat. It's bringing food to the table in a sense of job creation. So, if we have to start from the bottom, it's the fences, the maintenance guys, the lodge staff, the ladies that clean your room, the chefs, um, the ladies that assist around the lodge, the lodge management, um, as well as admin staff, professional hunters, trackers, then that's just the lodging. From that, the animal gets pro well slaughtered, processed. So if you're taking a trophy away, whether it just be a skull mount or whether it will be a cape, taxidermy is collected. So it's the driver for taxidermy. Um, and then it's the artistry. So normally on uh, just what I've, what I've really kind of experienced, there, it goes through about four or five different channels as far as tannery, boiling the skulls, uh, artistry is concerned. So there's already seven people that it gets employed. Admin staff of the taxidermy shipping um, uh, agents, shipping admin. Um, and so just to cut everything down and then it boils down into the butcher. It's the gentleman that debones the meat. It's the, it's the lady that packs the meat. Um, it's the vacuum sealer, everything. And then once that is all done, it gets uh, distributed into the public for resale. So, the theory of this um, overused, exaggerated um, excuse for hunters when they come over, especially in South Africa, because it's not like that in most places... Uh, certain instances you'll find that a lot of safari companies actually do donate quite a bit of meat to the local villages, schools, um, um, orphanages, um, safe houses, those sort of things. Um, so there is a lot of meat that does get donated, but the majority of it does not. And it goes into a processing situation where a lot of jobs are created. So therefore, a single animal... And this is just based on, on my little bit of work that I've done throughout the past couple of days. Um, exaggerated on. So let's say the average animal was shot. It is a blessed buck. And before that blessed buck gets processed and put onto the, the shelf or, or resold into the, into the market where people will consume it as a cheap protein, it touches an estimated... 107 hands before that animal is sold back in or, or distributed into, um, you know, certain parts of South Africa, which is incredible. So that's 107 hands that that single animal will touch before it gets or will, will affect. Let's not say touch, rather affect. <coughs> Excuse me. So it will affect 107 people. 
of that, you can estimate that maybe about almost 70% of them. So let's call it, let's make it a round figure that 180, well, 80 people uh, or 80 homes would be affected by that specific animal by putting bread on the table for them, which is incredible. And you look at it from that sort of aspect and you think, wow, you know, a single animal can have such a massive effect. Yes, I know it's 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 um, it's dwindled down as far as value is concerned, but no hunter, especially somebody that's coming here and spending on average, on average, twenty thousand US dollars is only shooting a blessed buck. I can guarantee you that. So it builds up, and that's where farmers, butchers, taxidermies, shipping agents, professional hunters, trackers, all generate their income from. So the industry is a two billion rand, one hundred and thirty million dollar industry, which is huge, and people are trying to take that away. Now, something that I've motivated in the past couple of years, and I've always said this, is that us as human beings, no matter where you go in the world, we will have some sort of impact on the modern day wildlife. And what I mean by this is that, of course, you're going to North America, um, you've got um, t the tag system which is part of their conservation tools you come down to south africa um, we've got game farm game farmers ranches conserv conservancies um, you go up north uh, you have got the tag system where people are using tag systems as far as uh, limited amount of animals to be hunted on those concessions um, limited permits export permits all that sort of stuff um, that adds value to those specific animals so what am I trying to say is that humans have had this massive impact in the ecosystems of these specific animals, taking out the necessary amount of animals that are needed and leaving just enough for the reproduction um, and sort of altering the herds, altering the animals that are existing today <clears throat> because we needed to. Because, of course, like I mentioned, last podcast, uh, land encroachments, all that sort of stuff will have impact on specific numbers and as well as behavioral attempts on specific animals. Uh, for instance, we're finding that there's a huge, and I mentioned this in the last podcast, a huge uh, problem with Botswana and elephants at the moment. They're just completely overpopulated. So... The Botswanian government, which I believe still to this day is by far one of the best conservation uh, countries in Africa and possibly the world, um, they've come up and they've released tags, which have made a massive impact in today's economy, especially theirs. And it's definitely going to benefit the species for the long, long duration of time. So my point of this is, is that people are trying to eradicate this let's use the lion for the example exporting of lions in south africa unfortunately is a, you get away with it in some parts but for for most of it unfortunately there's no tags for that sort of stuff and it, if you have hunted a, a lion in south africa in since the whole cecil thing it does get a little bit frowned upon but yes south africa has altered this ecosystem in order to benefit the species and what do i mean by this yes we are hunting them in uh, smaller conservancies i think it's six thousand minimum now which is great um that sort of stuff six thousand hectares sorry um but the problem is the line doesn't have any more value 
So for those specific game farmers, taking out a $350 bless buck is a lot higher or is, is a lot more um, <sighs> poisoning to their financial situation than it will be by having the lions on their property, which is you have to see it from that sort of perspective. But also I get a little bit fed up with people that come out to South Africa and say, you know, I, I often see it. One of the, the first um, argument points that they go to is, especially when they get a comment, well, what do you do with all the meat? You're shooting all this meat. What do you do with it? And the first thing they get this defensive barrier and they say, oh, well, <clears throat> you know, we the villagers benefit from it. Let's be realistic here, guys. Probably about 70% of all animals that are shot. Or let's, let's flip it around. 30% of all animals that get shot within South Africa by trophy hunters, 30% of that will get donated to um, underprivileged organizations. Like I mentioned, the safe houses, orphanages, those sort of things. <clears throat> the rest, the 70%, is putting food, like I mentioned, it's touching 80 families per animal that 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 specific carcass is doing which is an incredible amount of footprint if you have a look at the age-old argument on all the villages you you have a look at what it will take for a whole village in zambia um, the Maasai lands wherever the case may be uh, the okavango you have a look at what it will take for that village to be fed um, by specific amounts of animals like your elephants, hippos, that sort of stuff. There's more than enough meat for that. But you know how many carcasses you would have to shoot just to feed those sort of villages. So by us doing this massive um, scaled hunting definitely benefits our environment, benefits our people, benefits the underprivileged. And it also it benefits the wildlife because we get to interpret on how many animals we feel fit to stay on those specific properties for instance right now we just had a um a discussion about uh why it's so important to keep the lower cost animals around uh, like your springback blessback that sort of stuff because if no one does they've got nowhere else to go you you have a look at your smaller animals yes they do compete with a lot of different other species um you know, often you'll get the guys towards the Grahamstown area. Uh, they not too fond of the browsers because they compete with their goats. Um, and then likewise with the, you know, with the sheep, the fall rebuck. In, in, back in the day, the fall rebuck was actually shot on site because it was thought to have competing um, characteristics with sheep. And some farmers believed that the fall rebuck actually stabbed the sheep to death and stuff. I'm yet to see any proof. Um but yeah, it's, it seems a little bit far-fetched. But that, that's exactly what I'm saying. So the fall rebuck was undervalued to their livestock. And that's why they shot it on site, which was detrimental to that specific species. It's taken immense amount of work and hard work to keep these species around. And now they've gotten to a value where it's almost 15 times that of a sheep, which is incredible. So it's done a complete U-turn. And this is where we're sitting. For instance, I have mentioned this on the podcast before, and I know for a fact. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, I had one too many drinks last night, and my throat's a bit hoarse. Um, 
but yeah, so for instance, the, the leopard uh, slowly but surely is coming back into the Eastern Cape. There have been sightings of it uh, down towards the coastal areas. Um, but it's a jeopardizing fact to the cattle farmers, cattle dairy farmers, especially along the coastal areas. If they find a certain leopard um, that is killing, you know, eight to 12,000 rand cow, they will eradicate that because there are no leopard tags. And unfortunately, they're not going to get any compensation for that leopard. Whereas if we opened up a couple of tags and if that leopard was uh, spotted on site and there was a hunter, there was a fellow trophy hunter in the vicinity, and he had the opportunity to come and hunt, even if we devalued that animal for that specific time to call it ten to twenty thousand um, dollars, and that that's that trophy hunter was allowed to take that animal, that farmer will be compensated for more than what's that? <clears throat> Let's call it more than three times, thirty times more that animal, which is incredible. So therefore. It um, it incentivizes the farmer to keep these sort of species around. Like I said, um, a lot. The black wildebeest was another one. Um, they were almost eradicated in the early 19, uh, 1900s. Um, but thanks to hunters once again, adding the value onto them. Their meat wasn't valued. Uh, they destroyed the farmlands, the grazing lands. Uh, and... Yeah, they they just a goofy looking animal. But when the farmers realized that they could get equal, if not more, to what their cattle were, was definitely um, something worth looking at and something worth keeping around. So that that's something that's very, very exciting. And I'm very, very proud of how far we've come as far as hunters is concerned by benefiting and looking after our ecosystems. So yeah, that's an exciting thing, and and that's pretty much what I'm trying to get at, guys. Is that um, for so many, for so long now, we've always used the excuse of, you know, well the villagers benefit of it. No, of one single animal, eighty families will benefit off of it, which is an incredible stat, and it might be a little bit far fetched or a little bit over exaggerated. But it's still it's still a massive impact that hunters in South Africa specifically that are coming in and generating these sort of things, taking them forward for families to benefit off of. Not just the families at the end of the day, the bigger picture, the wildlife get to benefit from being valued in today's economy, which is massive. You take that two billion rand out of our South African economy, the, the country will suffer. And that's my biggest concern is that um, anti-hunters in the past couple of years have been slowly but surely winning small, very small battles. And um, I just wonder that it's going to get to a point, especially in my beautiful country, South Africa, where... Um, where eventually this this bigger picture comes crumbling down. And who ultimately suffers? Well, the 80 families, as well as our wildlife, which will suffer immensely at the end of the day. So, you know, we, there's so many different examples of how this doesn't work. Um, you look at Kenya, they stopped hunting in the 70s, and now they're suffering immensely as far as wildlife's concerned. And... Um, 
you know, not just that, the economy over there has suffered a massive blow, um, especially with the value of how the dollar has grown in the past couple of years to the Kenyan uh, rupee. So, you know, there's so many different things that we can, and so many different examples that we can use. But I want to encourage, I want to end off on this. <clears throat> uh, yeah, we, we, we've got to kind of wrap things up here where we're doing the, uh, um, the assessment. And I wanted to leave one thing with you guys. <clears throat> if you're listening to this and you've got a planned hunt to South Africa um, or Africa, um, like I said, it's, it differs from, from country to country, but I'm, I'm speaking specifically to South Africa. You guys need to understand the positive impact that taking an animal's life makes on not just families but as well as the specific species you've hunted and as well as wildlife in a whole in our country please please guys do not use the easiest route out to support why you're doing what you're doing you don't need to justify your point to anyone if people aren't willing to understand that taking an animal's life for the benefit of everyone else as including the very own species you've just hunted and the wildlife picture you don't need to explain yourself to anyone that doesn't want to see that so please don't use the false excuse of well, this meat just gets donated to villages and all that sort of stuff. Because how many villages do people think are in South Africa? If 7,600 trophy hunters are donating $20,000 per trip of meat. Well, not $20,000, $10,000 of, of, of meat per trip to, to villages. <laughs> we would have a serious issue here in South Africa. So, guys, just really just be proud of what you're doing you guys by just considering coming out to hunt in south africa and of course africa you're doing your part for conservation whether you're you know whether you you see it immediately or not um and like i said it is incredibly important and to my fellow south africans i mean the guys that that are even um doing their part as far as biltong hunters and stuff are concerned guys you adding value into an ecosystem that unfortunately relies on the hunt on hunters to look after it so don't be ashamed be proud of what you what you are doing and really just acknowledge the effort that you guys are putting as far as conservation is concerned i've always said to myself that i wanted to leave a legacy behind that I could one day look back on and be very, very proud of. And I think just being a hunter, when you look back at what you've done and how you've achieved it, it's part of our primal instinct, number one. And number two, you feed your family. And number three, you do your best to conserve, preserve, and look after our magnificent wildlife that we come to appreciate and um yeah there's a lot of little life lessons in this whole podcast and i hope you guys have taken it to heart but once again i just want to say 
please guys don't be ashamed of what you're doing you don't need to explain yourself to anybody you're doing more than enough for the conservation of our wildlife and as well as donating um, or um, uplifting our economy in a third world country so firstly to those of you that are coming out i want to thank you so much for considering us um, and as well as doing your part for this awesome awesome industry that we are so involved in so guys on that note <laughs> i'm going to end off um it's been an absolute privilege bringing you the conservation side of things i hope i've made a lot of sense um to myself this this obviously is always going to be a big talking point for me um and i try and generate that and i try and um show that through uh a lot of my podcasts as well as um my youtube episodes by the way my new youtube episode is up uh, cody hilton uh, chasing the night we hunted a sable and a letter beautiful letter in fact was about 29 inches that one was so yeah guys if you do have a bit of time on this beautiful sunday get along to the my youtube channel the ph journals and um to continue chasing the night and uh, give it a watch we are still running a competition anyone that comments on any one of my videos on youtube will automatically go into a draw for a hunting knife uh we gave one a long last week to brad lawrence and uh hopefully we'll be selecting one more uh, before the end of the competition got a couple of exciting things coming up um, i'm launching my very own website which is a dream come true for me hoping to get it up on wednesday uh, if you do subscribe to my newsletter on my website you will also be entered into a draw where there will be some really cool prizes and then of course the grand prize of a safari for seven days with a ton of safaris so to close it off once again thank you to everybody that has sponsored this podcast this episode once again was brought to you by Otanda Safaris um, at Top Resource Explore Travel and of course last but not least DH Toolbox thank you to everybody and um, yeah we wish you all the luck once again to all the guys up north happy hunting if you are stay safe stay blessed stay humble we'll catch up with you guys soon have a good one everyone cheers